Hi, Kathy. Hi, Don. Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, this is the Sisters Are In, and this is the third podcast in our toolbox project. Just like I said at the beginning of last podcast, I mean it. Go back to go back to the beginning, as Kathy would say. <laughs> Um, our project from now until about the spring equinox is creating a toolbox with things that will help you balance your chakras and hopefully kickstart you for on your path. personal empowerment. For personal empowerment. Per- per- personal empowerment. Oh, empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the subject today is belonging. It also is coincided with Kathy's uh yellow yellow we're doing yellow yellow for the solar plexus chakra so this podcast is brought to you by the number three (laughs) and the color yellow okay (laughs) so this was a suggestion from a reader a while ago and i'll read her um i'll read her email and i have to get my glasses that i forgot to put on my face and Cue up the okay, we're good. Don and Kathy, longtime listener, first time emailer. I'm loving the show. Um, might I suggest a topic? Belonging. Back in 2015, I got a reading from Kathy that helped me change my life. I was having issues with my sense of belonging when it came to friends, my volunteering, and my work basically, my whole life. I, that was me putting that in there. I took steps to understand and come to terms with that, partly thanks to Kathy. Partly thanks to what Kathy uncovered for me. Thanks and keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Right. What's her name? We have to come up with a name. Oh, oh, um, Detective Lee. Detective. Right, this is the same Barney Miller. <laughs> same Barney Miller, Detective Lee. Yeah, Detective Lee. Thank you, Detective Lee. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So um, that... Uh, that came to us a while ago and I was able mm-hmm. to kind of sit on it over the holidays. And I know that some of us, some of us, I'm, I'm a little tired. Some of you out there have already heard these two things about me thinking about belonging. And then you're going to tell a story, Kathy. I am. Yep. I have no idea what we're doing. I know. Okay. I'm going to remind you and then you're going to tell the listeners and that's going to get us going here. Okay. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. in. Ready? Yes. So, um, I thought about, you know, belong. I have, I, you know, Kath, you and I have talked a lot about the fact that how different we are a lot alike, but we are a lot different. Right. right? One of the things we're very different about is how social I am. Okay. I have always surrounded myself with friends and I have always seemed to found, I have always seemed to be able to find my people. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely a time, and there have continually been times where I walk into places of like I do not belong here. <laughs> um, so one of the first times I realized that I am not like everyone else. Now, that's not to say that I'm so special. I'm unique. Everyone has these feelings. Okay. But sometimes you're born into a tribe, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> that right. you don't necessarily really ascribe to right. how they are. There are some people who seem to fall right into line with whatever their tribe has done in the past and they'll do the same thing. Right. And there are those of us that are born into a tribe that we feel like we're not, we don't really belong. So one of the first times that that ever happened was I was about seven years old hmm. in the seventies. Oh, we're oh. watching the gong show. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you no that idea. know me really I have well, no idea I can going. relate to everything <laughs> with a seventies television show. So, um, <laughs> Which totally negates my any kind of smarty pants thing I ever say because mm-hmm. it can always come back to the Love Boat or the Gong Show or Three's Company. Anyway, <laughs> in this particular case, it's the Gong Show. And I remember vividly sitting. It was a rainy day or one of those rare rainy days. It was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And the neighborhood kids and my cousins and I were in allowed to be inside in the playroom in the basement watching tv because it was raining we couldn't be outside because we all remember those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s that pretty much we weren't nobody gave a shit as long as you were outside right so um so we're sitting inside the gong show is on and you know how every you know i'm talking to you as if you know all the all the shows (laughs) of the gong show all the episodes of the gong show Uh, who says i don't okay so basically the gong show was like a a funny in your face tongue-in-cheek talent show on tv look it up youtube's a great thing and one of my favorites loved it loved it there was an episode there's people who come on who genuinely have great talent right yeah and then every once in a while there was a like what the fuck act <laughs> just to throw a wrench into things which right. was for me is what made it great right this particular act i remember it so vividly this dude carried pulled a coffin onto the stage and then with an axe started to destroy it oh i thought it was fucking brilliant i was seven years old and avant-garde in my head, it's avant-garde <laughs> in my head i was like oh, this is amazing so weird i love this and i was just about and and you're seven you think you think that everybody is like you. You think everybody has parents like you. You think everybody has a house like you. <laughs> everybody has a life like you, especially in, you know, without modern technology that we're used to where everyone's connected. Everyone wasn't connected back then. And so you just thought everything was like what you were experiencing. So at seven years old, I remember I was kind of sitting kind of close to the TV. So a lot of people were behind me. Okay. And I remember being excited and I eyebrows up. <laughs> I turned to go like, like I remember the inhale and I turned around to interact with my cousins and all of them had horrified faces <laughs> and, and the fr- the neighborhood kids. And they were like, what the fuck? Like they didn't say that. They were like, this is stupid. This is the dumbest thing. Turn it off. Like there was, oh and I remember, God, I'm so sad for you right now. I remember note to self. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Pretend to go along. And I remember. Oh my God. I'm so. I remember squashing that Mm -hmm. inspiration down. Yeah. And try to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during those awkward tween years. Yeah. I did that. I tried to be like everyone else, like everyone else did. Yeah. And. 
I always felt out of place until mm-hmm. I did meet my best friend in fifth grade who was as eccentric as I was, but we were both closeted together. Right. Um, and, you know, still just, I didn't really feel like I belonged mm-hmm. until I was, I don't know, must have been 13 or 14. There was a show on a USA network called Night Flight. Okay. And it geared toward alternative music, I guess. Right, I don't right. really know how to describe it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a documentary called Erg, A Music War. I have no idea. I didn't even you don't know. Even know I, what I'm, I'm talking just about. looking at you I while know. you're talking. I have no idea. I know. And it was this weird documentary about punk rock, but oh, it okay. was like East mm-hmm. Coast versus West Coast. Okay. And it basically was uh, a record labels. Uh, uh, it was like a record label promotion thing. And it basically just had live clips uh, from people on the IRS record label and okay. the subsidiaries. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a clip of the cramps. Oh, okay. And okay. I remember seeing the cramps on the, on our little TV in the family room, and for the first black time, white, black and white when TV. I saw Poison Ivy and Lux Interior, I I immediately thought, "There are my people. My people are out there." Oh, it was uh, oh. it was an awakening. Like wow, it was a real. I did awakening. not know that about you. And I continue to have that feeling to this day when I see or connect with people or things or whatever, I get a little tickle in my solar plexus. Oh, not a lie. Oh. Um, I always have that feeling of there are my people. Wow. Conversely, whenever I walk into a space that is <laughs> beige, full of beige people with beige ideas, I immediately kind of retreat, you know, like yeah. I can feel yourself yeah. recoil. Yeah. I don't belong. Right. And I know that there are people out there who would see the cramps and think like, what the fuck? Like my, you know, relatives and my friends uh, when I was a little kid about the coffin. Right. Yeah. So it's I I can't I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a social, you know, I'm not a social scientist. I don't I don't fucking know. Right. I know, you know, uh, anthropology is all about finding your tribes. Right. Right. And belonging. And you can read all about it. But. To experience it, to experience finding your people and who you are in the context of your people. Right. Is incredibly grounding. I th- And for me, personally, I'm not somebody who thrives in isolation. Right. I thrive in that environment. Mm. And I still, to this day, I love connecting people. Right. With right. people. As I've gotten older, right. it's no longer about the outside aesthetic or behavior. Right. It's more about people's genuineness. Yeah. I really like people who are 100% genuine sure. to themselves. Sure. Yeah. I'm usually like, uh, I usually can overlook some of their personality or character flaws if I think that they speak their truth. Sure. If they express themselves truthfully. So I think everyone's personal quest to feel like they belong somewhere is, uh, is a bigger thing than I think people talk about. Yeah, because we were, I, cause when you, when you said, I think we should do belonging and I love detective Lee's, 
um, email, which kind of triggered it, I wasn't quite sure what we were going to talk about with it, you know, because I never think about belonging. I, I'm very opposite where I thrive in isolation. I, I get, and I thrive being on my own and I love love and I get my energy from just loving in short times. Like that's mm-hmm. why the jobs that I get. So mm-hmm. like seeing you and being with you and spending this time, it fuels my energy. And yeah, I, it's not about belonging, but I like get enough. And then if I'm by myself for a week, I still thrive and feel great. And I don't like to be social. I don't really, I have to push myself to be social. Yeah. I have to force you and I have these conversations. You said yeah. like, this year you said I'm going to be clear, less social. Less social. Yeah. And I'm like, Donna, it's hard. It's an effort. It is such an effort for you. I know. And for me, it's Donna, I am going to force myself to make sure that I start acquiring and being social. Right. So I can show the people that I love that. Right. They're important to me and make that effort. And I actually had a party, Mm -hmm. not a reading party, like a social. Yeah, I couldn't believe that you said you had a party. And I was like, oh, how many people are you reading? And you were like, no, people came over. I was like, why? I had crock pot. I had made crock pot. <laughs> you actually had to use like things that a platter. Yeah, you had to use like the, you had to do I have more than two forks? I did. I was like it really had it was right. like a huge thing for me and I had a great time and I'll do it again next year. I know I don't want a birthday party yeah. this year, but I did do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that I invite people over mm-hmm. and I'm calling people more. I really but it, it is a lot of effort, but I know it's important. Because I realize belonging somewhere is important. And I do feel like I may not belong. I mean, I I have my family and Mm -hmm. they are my tribe. But as far as belonging to people or being in a big group, that's not my that's not my forte. What's interesting about Detective Lee, I know her personally and that. She she has many a varied uh, interest. She has varied interests. Right. And sometimes being interested in something doesn't necessarily mean your, you know, that your common interest means that you are part of a tribe. I know sign language. Right. Talk about that. Okay. Well, I am technically bilingual, bicultural because I was born deaf, but I don't feel like I belong with deaf people Mm -hmm. where that's a natural thing to do because I sign like I'm deaf. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think I think that's interesting. What makes you feel that you don't belong with them? Because I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, be just the simple. No, because it's 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 a it's a culture, mm-hmm. and it's a culture you kind of grow up with, like Italians. Mm-hmm. Like we're Italian, yeah, and we have a certain culture. Mm-hmm. And if you're not comfortable, like we've talked about before, hugs and kisses and loudness, yeah, you're not going to feel like you really want to belong with us, yeah, yeah. right? It's, mm-hmm. It can be very uncomfortable. So the deaf world has its own culture. It's its own language, you know, mm-hmm. traditions and things like that. And um, I was not brought up in that culture and I understand it, but I didn't never felt like I really, well, actually, that's not true. I just lied. I didn't okay. mean to lie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I went to the school for the deaf, you remember I, on the couple of yes. podcasts where I walked yes. into the school for the deaf and I was like, oh. <gasps> I belong here. Right. Oh, I just totally 
had an epiphany. Did you have a little tickle in your solar plexus? I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking tea and I kind of am gassy too now. It's my <laughs> turn. So I think that's really interesting. No, I did. I felt like I belonged there. I felt like I was supposed to be there. Right. Oh, what's the difference between belonging and supposed to be there? I think it's the same thing. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. That was just an epiphany. Yeah. Okay. That is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, however, I never felt like I belonged in my family. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt like I, be- I always felt like I did not belong at all ever. I felt like I was an afterthought and not because mom told me that. Yeah. Because technically you were an afterthought. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted you on Monday. I, I changed had, my mind I, on no, Wednesday. had sex with your father on Tuesday and then Wednesday, my mind on Wednesday, and here you are. Friday, it was too late. <laughs> That's what she used to say. Monday, we said we wanted another baby. Right. Wednesday, uh, we, did we changed our minds. Oh. And Friday, it was too late. That's what my mom used to say. So nice, nice, nice. Mom. My self-esteem, yeah. which is based on the color yellow chakra about self-esteem. <laughs> really, is it? <laughs> yeah, your your yellow, uh, your chakra, your solar plexus is all about self-esteem, your willpower. It's um, really about, um, I want to say your motivations. It's everything. Your stomach is everything because it's the central part of where all the energy comes in. And that's why they call it a chi. And then it flows through up and then it goes down through your body. Yeah, and it's right in the middle. Your solar plexus is basically right underneath. It's like in your... Above your navel and below your chest. Yeah, it's like... It, it's where you feel probably most vulnerable, like where your ribs come up, yeah. that spot. And I find, for me, that's where my little witch's inner bell is. Mm. Um, I don't talk that much about, well, I talk too much about being a witch. But I mean, like, my specific witchcraft is, um, it's very focused right there in my solar plexus. That's a, that's a good thing. And you know what's interesting, though, is that you, if it's okay, yeah. and I say this, is that you're one of your... Um, ailment i don't know what ailment's like like the weakness part of your body yeah. is always your stomach always i have the weakest constitution because i think that all of your issues happen in your stomach everything if you're stressed it goes yep. to your stomach if you're upset it yep. goes to your stomach if i'm happy it goes to your stomach everything it, it's right there it's that's either you're pooping or you're <laughs> constipated or yep. you're ga- like or you- gassy or yeah um or just block it's like yeah. that's your that's a big spot and then you know what Ask yourself this question, like, what do, like, what do you need to be empowered about? What's affecting mm-hmm. you? And I guess later on, we'll talk about how we're going to get it in a clock, like, get it yeah. flowing. How can we stop yeah. that? Every morning, I practice yoga on my own for about 15 minutes. And during that 15 minutes, I uh, have a habit of I immediately uh, breathe into my solar plexus, open, close, right, open, right. close. I always seem to work on my solar plexus and my throat. When we get to my throat, we're going to talk about my uh, Bell's palsy. Yeah. But um, I def I am a believer in the, there are, sometimes cancer's cancer, people. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you manifest illness. And there are definitely times when I know I've manifested a little bit of an illness and it, it starts with my solar plexus. I get a weird tingly feeling when I'm like unhappy at work with something. Yeah. I get a little tingly weird and I call it my witch's bell. That's interesting that you call it there. Can I, do, I don't yes. mean to interrupt, no, but I have do. a list of what the solar plexus is about. Okay. You ready guys? It's personal power, social identity, mm-hmm. influence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Authority. 
Mm-hmm. All those things. And you have all authority issues. Yeah. Self-control. I have authority issues. First of all, I am an authority <laughs> on one hand in my regular everyday and life. And you say fuck and the authority. Other thing, I fucketh. I, yeah. I'm, I <laughs> question authority all the time. And she fucketh the authority. I fucketh authority. Okay. Uh, so it's self-control. Mm-hmm. It's energy. Will. Peace. Radiance. Joy. Inner harmony. Acceptance of self. Strength action and vitality it has so much everything it's It's everything everything. it's It's everything everything. and i know that we usually do this at the end of the podcast but guess what there's no rules today so what you would say as the affirmations that go with the chakra is i accept myself completely Mm -hmm. which i think you do i am full of radiant light and energy my personal power is growing stronger every day that's interesting. Well, as a wicked witch, that's that's pretty much true. A wicked witch. You're not a wicked witch. And the affirmation where number one, I want to go back, that the red chakra, the root chakra is I have. Right. The positivity. The positivity. I have. Mm-hmm. And then the orange, which is the sacral. Mm-hmm. Let's say the it right. Cre- <laughs> the, yeah. the reproductive is yeah. I feel. Right. And the yellow is I can. I can. I can. I can. I can. And you talked about this in the first podcast about getting through when, you know, I had a feedback. We had a listener who what? gave us oh, feedback. The, um, our, our first toolbox. Our first uh, toolbox, in, which was uh, we had positivity. Great, we had great feedback on we that. Did. We, we wanted to say yeah. thank you to everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, was, I can do this. I can, I'm going to, I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. And using that is the same as I can, I can do this, I can. And so using that kind of speak is going to be really helpful. You know what? I can refuse to eat that piece of cake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can get over wanting Mm -hmm. that piece of cake. Right. I can get this weight off. I can be in control. Right. I can say no. I can speak up at the staff meeting. I can say, yes, Yes. I can. So that is all relative to the self-empowerment and this um, understanding of this, this, this will that you have and using that language is going to help you move that chakra around. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. All right, that's all I have to say about that. That's good. Let's take a break. Okay. And then uh, we'll be back soon. All right. All right. Okay, we're back. Hi. So um, we're going to go back to the working with that chakra after I'm going to remind you of a very important story that you told me that I did touch on like many, many episodes ago a little bit. Okay. Mostly about um, 
uh, being self-aware. Okay. Okay. So this is also, it's not only about belonging, it's about self-awareness. And I think that they go hand in hand. Okay. I think when you're looking to belong to a tribe or looking to belong with a group of people or looking to belong anywhere, yeah, you have to be self-aware of who you are. Right. Really from the essence and the inside. Right. Because it's like, you know, being, you know, how... How many people have made their careers on television by playing the teenager that wanted to be with the popular girls and then they get to the popular girls and they realize, oh, I don't belong here. Right. 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 So you, they had to learn who they were themselves in order to feel like they belong. Right. So this uh, tale you're about to tell everyone. I have no idea what I you're going to ask me. And I'm like, I'm hoping I remember you're whatever. You're going to totally remember. Okay. Do you remember? Of okay. course you do. Tell the people the story about the first time you had to bring Donovan to the residential place where he is now. When he asked you, do you see me like them? That was your story. No, no, I wasn't there. Oh. It was when he said, Mom, do you... And you gave him the story about how he... Who you are, like... You aren't like them, but you're like their guardian angel. Oh, like, right. Okay. okay, I remember. It is, it is my story. Yep. Go ahead, tell S that story. Okay, I don't know if I could say it as eloquent as you do, but I will tell you that the one thing that I have struggled with witnessing is um, our Donovan, who is a high-functioning, intellectually challenged, duly diagnosed, bipolar um high spectrum autistic um suffers i say suffer with pervasive developmental disorder that's not that's tough for him um so he's got a whole list of things going on and and finding placement for him because being home is so difficult and he never really could fit anywhere because he's so emotionally available in so many ways and right. so wise he has the shining he has the shining and he's extremely clever and uh, psychic mm -hmm. and, but, you know, has other challenges. Right. So it's very difficult and he has behaviors that keep him from being safe home. Right. And he needs 24 hour care. So um, one time when we were at the hospital, it was like maybe the fourth time he was in a mental hospital. He was in the, I hate to say mental hospital. He was at four winds, which is a hospital for mental illness. And, um, the doctor told me that he could not come home and that it wasn't safe for him. And I, and Donovan overheard and he said, and he started crying. I said, you know what, Donovan, you may not be able to come home to me, but I will come home to you and I will find a way because you belong with me. Mm -hmm. And I would say those words, you are with me. Right. You belong with me. So a couple of years after um, the placement he was at, he was outgrowing it and it, they, it just wasn't for him. And um, he was hospitalized again and we had to bring him to another residential program, which is for a, a very various degrees of intellectual disabilities so we have lower function they have lower functioning kids uh with severe uh handicap disabilities to some kids like donovan who are just high higher functioning and donovan was sitting in the car and we were driving there and i had to tell him where he was going 
And he looked at me and he said, Mom, why are you taking me there? He's like, I don't belong there. Is that how you see me? Right. Like the kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. He's like, I don't look like them. Right. And I said to him, I said, you know, Donovan, I see how you can feel that way. But sometimes we're placed exactly where we're supposed to be because we have different roles. So you have gifts that maybe they can't. And maybe you're there to be their big brother and or maybe to be their guardian or to help them and support them. And you have to learn how to do that to to be successful in your life. But I think that if if you are placed there, you have to find out how you can belong there. And he, he struggled with it, but I felt like he could really understand. And he's been there for three years. And he feels like he belongs there now because he feels like he's a big fish in a little pond. Hmm. Everybody loves him. He's where he has um, a group of um, guys that are uh, kind of higher functioning and some are lower, but have the same lifestyle skills. You know, they can, you know, just yeah. a little bit slow, you know, just yeah. a little bit. And um, they just love him and he hugs them and he lets them, you know, and then there's other kids who are more advanced than Donovan. And so there is quite a balance, but I feel like he belongs. But I remember it's not belonging, feeling like you're the same, but maybe belonging because there's a role that you have to learn to be in. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I never remember these things until you <laughs> tell you to ask me those questions. I know it's serious, but it is very serious, especially with children and kids. They just struggle so much to feel like they have to belong the same way. Right. And it's such a pressure for these kids, uh, especially with, with the way it is now. I don't even know how to say it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have such... A lot of kids with high anxiety and, and, and depression because they just have so much pressure to be a certain way to belong like everybody else, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a really good lesson. The takeaway for me, yeah. right? It's not about me, but when people tell me stories like yours, um, like the one you just told, it says to me that it was so wise of you to say that... You do belong there, but you might not be like them, but you have a role in yeah. that place, which I feel I live that way because I feel like I can be in a room full of people who I might not have the same interests in, right. but maybe my role is I'm the weirdo, right? Right? Maybe my role Prob- is... Probably. Yeah, it's usually Most likely. Case. Most likely. Like, that's the late... Most yeah. likely. Okay. Which is okay. It's great. I love you just the way you are. Yeah. And I love me just the way I am. Oh, my God. It's so evolving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You just evolved. Because okay. that's all I got. <laughs> that's all, all I got. got. It's just me. <laughs> me, myself, and me. Um, <laughs> so your role might not be, so getting back to Detective Lee, right. is that you might have a shared interest with people and you might feel like you're looking for a place where you can spend your time and express yourself. And if you are surrounded by people who feel that you have to act the way they act, the way they act, then you don't belong there. Right. But if you find a group of people, an organization or whatever it is where 
they allow you to be free to be whoever you are and you might not be the same you can still find that sense of belonging right and that's what donovan did yeah yeah and a lot along those lines which i think is the key to success in life i swear to god there's two things you need to do oh she's serious this is very serious okay one is fucking show up show the fuck up and get there on time whatever it is show up you're interested show up right that's it number one okay number two be self-aware know who you are right who are you how do you affect people around you right what do you uh what are you searching for in life what are you looking for today just like you're checking right what's your goal today right that's part of self-awareness yeah knowing your emotions part of your checking going back to the toolbox from the first episode of of the season of the season of the cycle i call call it a season of the cycle um you know self-awareness right Right. so you said it during your story right you are self-aware donovan said i don't look like them right i don't think i am like them right that is a sense of self-awareness okay yeah and then you find where you belong there right how you belong how you're going to function to belong then you will succeed yeah yeah Two things. Show the fuck up and know who you are. Right. You know, Donna, this brings up something I've always, I like to talk about is that, uh, you know, uh, you call them shapeshifters. You know, like people take lizard the Lizard sh- people? I love that. <laughs> I go on YouTube and I look at all those fucking weird lizard people. <laughs> it's like, you know, people or, or I call no. them tofu. People who are like tofu. They take yeah. the flavor of their environment. You know, it's funny. The there flavor. are some people I like like that and some people annoy the fuck out of me right, like that. Right, that just they go with phony. like a, a lot of relationships who, where people yeah. say, I, you know, when they say you lose yourself in your relationship mm-hmm. because you, you, you're easily influenced that's funny, by tofu. the, that's yeah. so right. So I call that's, them tofu people. That's really funny. You know, yeah. Nancy and I used to talk about um, guys that were like fruit stripe gum. <laughs> Do you remember fruit stripe gum? Fruit stripe gum. I With loved fruit stripe gum. We loved it, but you loved it for five minutes, and then that was and, and then it was, it was like, disgusting. It was like chalk, right? So the, right, it was awful after five minutes. So it was appetizing. So there were fruit stripe gum. Like, you was, put it in your mouth. You're like, oh, this is the best. They're awesome. They're so funny and they're so great. And he wants to make out with me. I can't believe it. Then you make out with them, and then after fucking one day, you're like, ugh, <laughs> get out of my mouth. <laughs> fruit stripe gum. Yeah, fruit stripe gum. So, so yeah, so we have guys. fruit anyway. strike gum, and right, then we have tofu, tofu people. people. <laughs> <laughs> sister, sister. So, <laughs> so the the tofu people, and like you know, that's because it's the constant urge to feel accepted. That's why you know that your solar plexus um, is off charts here because sometimes you've had trauma internally. You know, it goes together, like, you know, the metaphysical part and the physical part. So if you have stomach issues, a lot of people are always bloated in their stomach. Mm-hmm. It's because there's sometimes a, it's gluten. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's dairy. Sometimes it's gas or twisted yeah. intestine. But most of the time there is a combination of both. Yeah. There is a cause and effect oh, yeah. of, the, of it. Oh, is yeah. If you are somebody who has any kind of stomach issues, ask yourself, um, do I have willpower? Do I feel accepted? Do I have self-acceptance? 
oh wait, where's my list? Where'd you list? Do you have yeah. trouble with authority? Are mm-hmm. you, you know, do you have? Did I say willpower? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the, everything that we said before. So though that's how you check yourself and help with that area. Like I have, obviously, everybody knows hip issues, mm-hmm. thigh and hip issues. Metaphysic now, physically, I have bursitis which is gunk on the mm-hmm. bursa and crap on it. And they had to clean it all out. Metaphysically, it's where you hold your burdens on your hips. Yeah. It's where you hold everybody's stuff. Right, right. So that's my vulnerability. So that's why I, my vulnerability is my root chakra. Right. And I have to say, um, I am grounded. I am, uh, I can stand on my own, you know? Right. Well, that's what you said. It's your burden. So if it's, I have, I have, it's, it's, it's the, I got this. Right. right? Yeah. It's the, I have this. I mean, I wonder just rhetorically asking, yeah. uh, if you didn't have a special needs child, right. Would you have such a hard time in that part right. of your body? And I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. I, because I, I still hold him on my hip. He's my child. He's 15 right. and I yes. can't, but I still hold that yeah. weight of theoretically. Theoret- I mean, the, not yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. Right. Sure. We always speaking. Now we're, right. we're talking in a spiritual sense. Right. And I, I, I'm very good at boundaries with clients and not taking their burdens. Yeah. But you I, no, with reflection of him, it's like, I, it's not something you shake. It's not something you, you can dismiss. And I, and I talk about loving detached, which is about the, the chakra. No, go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that helps me because of my, and it, and it goes to the acceptance part and knowing my role, acceptance and knowing my role with him is that my role is not the uh, sympathizer. It's the empathizer. Sympathizing is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And the empathizing is I can really understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. And so I had to teach myself how to love detached because what was happening is when he was in pain, I cre- I had pain. My body then had pain. And I realized that I have to step back and say, this is not my pain. How can I help him? I'm going to love him, but I'm going to love detached from his pain. And that was an acceptance that I had to get with my role. And when I did that, I stopped having stomach issues. I was having serious um, diarrhea issues. Sorry. <laughs> Pooping issues. Number two. Everybody yeah, poops. Everybody poops. I had mm-hmm. serious stomach issues. And I think that that was very helpful. But my hips, I was still, I'm still holding on to him because I have such a responsibility to him. I can't detach right. from that yeah i can yeah. detach from his feelings but i can't detach from the responsibility right of, of taking care of a child who has to learn how to take care of himself and he's 10 years behind right so how do i hold myself how do i keep myself healthy in that role and it's about accepting my role in self-acceptance and the willpower to do it and you know and, and i think that's a that's a great way to look at your relationships and not be tofu right because with st- special needs kids come special needs parents. Yeah. Don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's serious. We say that in our, that's serious. With special needs kids come special needs yeah. parents. And I have to fight that all the time with myself. Yeah. Because you just get wrapped up in it. You get wrapped up. And I can't, I'm not tofu. I'm not. 
No. I have to be my own thing. Yeah. And my own person. Yeah. And I'm not like that in my relationships. I am who I am. And I had right. to find somebody who was kind of like me. Right. Because otherwise it's not working out. Right. There's no change in this one. Right. So yeah. I, I think it's a really great thing to reflect off of. Right. You know, like yeah. you had to find, you need to find coffin people. I had on. to find the coffin. And you found ass. coffin people. Oh, I yeah, did. Chris, I you know. guys are like. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that, but in the beginning of my relationship with Chris is um, he was attracted to like, he, he used to say my New York City sense of style. <laughs> right. I don't know what that meant necessarily. It's a, song. It's a Billy Joel I, song. No. It's that's a, New a New York, York state of mind. Oh, dummy. <laughs> no. <laughs> He liked the fact that, like, I don't dress. I've always dressed however I wanted to dress. First of all, I love the way you dress. Right. That's a creativity. That You're is. very creative in I, your dressing. I like what I, I like what I like, and I'm influenced by odd things, and I, I don't care. I wear boots with an evening gown, and I wear pearls with t-shirts, and I wear. It's not. It's not to be kooky for the sake of being kooky. I just have a certain sense of style, and I think it works, and I get compliments. Whatever. So, I love wait. Old Navy leggings. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, my boyfriend was a- attracted to me and my sense of style, okay? Early, super early on in our uh, relationship, he had a lot of friends who were like in the rockabilly scene and they're pinup girls. They're gorgeous. They spend a lot of time with their hair and their You're right. gorgeous women, drop dead women right. with their beautiful red lipsticks and they're beautiful singed, how they apply that singed just waist think, and all uh, that stuff gorgy i i i dabble in all styles right. you know or whatever and we were gonna go see a band at a club in this particular day it was a little warm i was a little tired i had been working out in the garden all day and he came to pick me up and i was wearing my ripped stained sex pistols t-shirt and my khaki pants you always wear your khaki cargos with those i wasn't no that's at home that's at home <laughs> uh, gardening i don't go out in public with my khaki cargos please don't ruin my reputation okay go ahead jeez of all the things you've said on the podcast in 13 <laughs> episodes that's the most offensive pardon me i'm sorry but uh and uh uh you know kind of like jeans in my uh paint splattered converse and he literally said is that how you're going oh <gasps> I would have And I said, and you know, speaking of tofu, I was like, oh, uh, oh, if you're looking for a pinup girl, I'm not that girl. So I might have smacked. I might have looked a little pinup y at one time when we went out someplace because that day, that's what I felt like. Right. But don't think that I. Oh my God. Pal. (laughs) (laughs) Did you poke him? Uh, I was like, oh, I don't totally don't have to go and I totally don't have to date you. And he was like, I was just curious. Like, I just. Because he had always dated these kind of girls who always wanted to belong someplace or didn't belong at all. And good for them. You know, I've met a couple of his exes and they're lovely. Um, But no one's like you, Don. No, fuck that. If I want to wear my ripped Sex Pistols t-shirt amongst the girls who are wearing... You're doing it. And on the other hand, if I want to wear a a, a dress there are right. many times where i if you look around you're over overdressed you're over you're over i am over glammed you're very you're over glammed i loved <laughs> my favorite thing used to be to pick up sophie from school elementary school with like humongous sunglasses my faux fur and like opera gloves and it's like april 
And I always like to go with no bra with my shirt tucked under my breast to seize and scream, Sophie, you forgot your homework. I just always wanted to be Auntie Mame. But, you, you know, yeah. there's safety and there's tofu safety. There is. I get boring. it. I get yeah. it. But it is kind of boring and it takes you away, I think, from your true essence. We're you all know what? I can totally it. relate to that because I remember, you know, Henry is a very good looking man. He's very mm-hmm. handsome. And he gets a lot of looks. You know, he's very... He, He's very brawl, you know, he's got muscles, mm-hmm. he's slender, but muscly. And mm-hmm. here I am. Mm-hmm. And here I am. And I know I'm beautiful in my own way. And it's not mm-hmm. a sense of that. But I could just tell when I met him, like he would be a guy that likes the blonde hair yoga girls, you know, right. with, the, with the tight, you yeah. know, and pin skirts yeah, yeah. and heels. Now, I right. haven't worn heels right. <laughs> ever. So <laughs> And I remember having a little complex and just reminding him that, you know, I'm not that girl. Yeah. He's like, you think I don't know what I got? You right. think I don't know that I'm right. Marion Blossom, who's my favorite? And yeah. I would just be like, oh, because I'd wear two separate socks with two different things. Yeah, we've met you. We yes. But yeah. it, it does give you like that. I will not change. I will never yeah. be. But that conversation yeah, yeah. to say, even though he was very accepting of that, like, I don't want to disappoint you in the future, but. I'm never going to wear that. Right. And no matter how much you think that is, it's just not who I am. Right. Not that he expected that, right. but as women. Right. Or, it, yeah, or, I, you know, I have, really encourage yeah. people to stop the habit of what's everybody else wearing? What are they doing? Who the fuck cares what I everybody else what is wearing? Guess what I'm wearing? Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing my and old wear, Navy and leggings. There are, and there are people who are like, oh, I wish I could, you know, the way you wear scarves. I'm like, I wear a scarf like everybody. I just, you own it. Like whatever you want. You want to wear crazy, have wacky Have you seen shoes? that picture of me on Facebook when I wear it like Rambo? I always wear headbands. Oh, like yeah. With That's my when hair. we were going dancing. That was <laughs> so fun. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. we're going to be our genuine selves. And and I know right now we're talking about clothes and it's very surface. But it, it is a reflection of who you are on the inside. Being self-aware, whether it's on externally or internally, right. is, is a path to success. And when we come back, we're going to talk about being fired and but, feeling like you... You, you were just what? told you don't belong here. What is that? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back. 
uh, when I mentioned, you know, before the break that we were going to come back and talk about being fired, it really was more about being rejected because uh, there's one thing to be told you can't work here anymore because you don't have the skill, the chops, you're not doing the job well. Right. But how many people actually get let go because of how they interact well or not well with the others around them? not belonging in that culture right right and there are other ways to be quote-unquote fired like you you know you think you belong to a certain club of people a certain clique of people and then slowly there's distance there's rejection there's rejection so there's something to be said about finding your people that we talked about knowing yourself finding your people but what happens when you think you have found your people and then you're kind of rejected and told no you don't belong with us. Can I say how, wait, I know you're going to say more on this, but how great that is, and it's about pers- going back to perspective, is that how else are you going to find your people unless you go lily padding for your right. people? Yeah, that's we true. We talked about lily padding. Right. So we don't have to go into lily padding. Right. So using that philosophy of lily padding, get to, like rejection is the best thing because we have because of who we are we have a hard time breaking up with people mm-hmm. well i don't but no okay. i don't either but i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. most people don't like yeah. to leave leave things that yeah. are comfortable yeah so somebody else has to do it for us yeah to save ourselves yeah. to save us mm-hmm. so rejection is the best thing because it leads you closer to where you belong yeah i've always and felt, trusting them. yeah i've always felt that that I, I yeah a favor was done for me right right yeah I've never really I've never bemoaned not you know not being invited someplace that I guess I didn't belong right right because then you end up having an understanding that's just not where you're supposed to be right I did bemoan the place I thought I belonged right and then it perspective was, comes perspective up. happens you know yeah. it's really it's easier said than done I, I I definitely understand that and it takes practice but if you can um, work on the self-acceptance and awareness and we're focusing on that the importance of the energy in your body that trusting that because that's why we have to understand energy and our own energies you know when you stand with stand close to somebody and you just can't get far away from far enough away yeah, from them sure and you don't know why it's your body helping you because your energies don't belong together that's the witch's bell i talk about that's my little inner bell in my solar plexus that goes right. off like uh-uh right no we all have that right and it's just called different things right and that but when you meet somebody right. and the chemistry that's what they call chemistry yeah. is that your your chi you're both your chi are just colliding in a beautiful pattern going in the right direction and you get something from it and you give something out of it is that's why uh, you have to trust that energy and the more that you work on the i can right and do things in a perspective that's when you start feeling like you belong somewhere. You mean do things with perspective. With perspective, I yeah. apologize. With, thank you, with perspective, yeah. you're going to notice that you're going to attract who you are. Yeah. And sometimes in a great way. And you belong together. You belong together. I love it. We did mm-hmm. great. This was great. Did you want to talk I, about... Um, I do. I just wanted to, with Detective Lee... 
Um, I don't know if you had a question. Was there a question? In the I don't game? think so. She just liked the topic of belonging. Right. So she was the catalyst for this conversation. So I always like to throw out cards for people who email us, you know, and we really appreciate it just to give you a little, um, a little gift here. A little connection. And I want to tell you that I, I'm a little aware of a situation, but not really. So I just want to be a, say that this is an objective. I threw out some cards for you. And I want to say to you how proud I am of you. Like, who am I to be proud of you? But I'm telling you that I'm really proud of you because you really uh, moved from a very unhealthy situation of belonging. And that's why the email came up. And that you're now understanding, uh, you know, the importance of belonging to yourself first. That you have to be one with yourself so that you can be with people who at least make you feel good and accept you for who you are. So I just want you to know that um, in the next year, I have a little vision here is that I do see you meeting somebody and I think that's going to be great. Yeah. What? Yeah. Look. I don't uh, want to say the cards out loud. But I yeah. Wanna, but I can see that because you made the choices to love yourself the universe usually the universe most of the time really rewards you for that see it's from a choice you make and then the charity like you say see like see, <laughs> like see and i'm like don't show the cards but i would like you to trust me on this is that one of the cards is the chariot, which is victory and moving forward from an unhealthy situation. And it was a partnership. Mm -hmm. So you let go of a, of a partnership. It could have been a friendship or a relationship or a group or whomever. I don't want to get personal. And then, but then in the future is this really great person, a man, a man who is, um, who knows who he is and who who's very accepting and also very creative. So it's going to be something of like-minded group so i just want to tell you because you loved yourself you get rewarded and when you get to know yourself you can get to know somebody else much better so and much success no tofu awareness no to no tofuing don't tofu no <laughs> tofu no to the tofu right okay so, so i'm gonna give i'm gonna leave on that um one of the the things that uh i love to carry around is my big piece of amber Oh, Amber. Did I tell you the stones that? No, you didn't. Uh, but I noticed your list, Amber. I have a list right I here. Know. I love and I love my Amber with a bug in it. It's not really a stone. It's like a fossil. It's, yeah, Isn't it's, it a fossil? Uh, yeah, it's a petrified uh, sap. Okay, so I do like to tell you how. So the question is, you say, hey, Kathy, so how do I align? Hey, Kathy. Hey. How do I align my solar plexus? <laughs> First of all, I Chaka. want you to use the words, I can. I can. I can. And I want you, we already did the, I accept myself completely. I am full of radiant light and energy. My personal power is growing stronger every day. Then the, the stones you can use is, or are, amber, citrine, or they call it citrine point, tiger's eye, topaz, yellow sapphire. My favorite is uh, citrine point. That's the strongest for me. Amber's Amber's mm -hmm. number one. Yeah. But uh, Citrine is really great. And Tiger's Eye works not only for the solar plexus, but other ones too. But I don't want to go ahead. So they're all yeah. very, um, they're all very strong. If you like aromatherapy, bergamot, carnation, lavender, Ugh. and rosemary. I love lavender. I use lavender all the time. Lavender is calming. It is calming. And it helps regulate. So, and rosemary is good and you put it in your food. So the foods you would eat to help regulate would be in the yellow group, would be yellow food, like bananas, 
right? Certain beans. No, I, I did the wrong one. Ignore that. Scratch that. Erase it. Would be. Uh, <laughs> what if you picked oh, out all the yellows of the Fruity Pebbles? Does that count? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Bananas, corn, eggs, grapefruit, lemons, maro. What's maro? What is maro? I don't know what maro is. Parsnips, gross. Pineapples, yams, yellow peppers. So those are the things that you Isn't can do marrow? by yourself. Is that what you're talking about? Bone it says mar M A R R O W. Yeah, it's bone I don't marrow, know. Weirdo. I don't. I don't want to eat that. Bone but, broth. It's so good for you. Oh, bone broth, but it's mm -hmm. not yellow. I don't think. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, those my are the things those are the things that you can do on your own. And um we are going to um oh I don't know if we can mention our future plans what? yet, Don. Don't mention anything. I can't mention anything, but no. we have plans that maybe we're gonna teach you how to use all these tools um in a in another way. So that's all I'm gonna say, Don. Are you looking up Morrow? What does it say? Yeah, it's bone it's the bone marrow, you know, like um what relative used to suck the bone? Oh, stop. Marrow I'm going to gag. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. So listen, there's so, eat Either banana. Eat a banana. Eat a banana. Yeah. Bananas okay. are good. All right. Corn. Anywho. Okay. Anywho. All right. Okay. So the challenge is. Oh, you have a challenge, right? No, I don't. I was hoping you did. Um, But if we were talking about your solar plexus, like try to connect with that. Oh, the challenge. Inner. The thing. challenge. We talked about the challenge. We did. How many of us? Oh yeah, yeah. How many yeah, of you? Because I can. Yeah, but I used did. to not be. A, can sit at a diner, or Starbucks without technology. Sit there, have a cup of Joe without anything in front of you. By yourself. By yourself, drinking a cup of Joe. Just thinking about nothing. Just doing open awareness. Look it up. Open awareness. Just looking at things, not thinking about it, and being mindful. Open awareness. I challenge can you, you guys. It? Can you do it? Let us know. Okay. Let us know. We want to hear all, right, all about it. All right. Keep those questions coming in. We'll pull some cards for you too. And I also want to say thank you to everybody. We were, so, it's been a flood of forecasts, uh, readings. It has been so much fun and I'm so excited. And I just want to say thank you. And the parties that people have been booking, we were having such a great time. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you. Okay. Until next time. All right. Good job, Don. Go do it. Bye. Open up my window To substitute outside I don't want to feel The sunshine I want to sleep I want to eat and dream and drink and sleep And take all the pills it takes to keep me happy I'm not sad, I'm happy I'm mad and that's the way I want to be Happier than God could be I tell myself that I love me, I love me I love me, I love me, I love me.